Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Grainfields podcast. I am Noah and I am joined here to my left by this hunk called Dylan. <laughs> Hi guys, how are ya? We're um we're back from our little hiatus of exams. Well Well actually we're not. I had one today and I've got one in two days' time. Yeah, I've got one tomorrow, but we don't muck around. Yeah, well we did for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're sorry that we uh we our time management was poor, but I hope you've been enjoying First Step Theology podcast instead. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect plug. Perfect plug. So we're back. And not only are we back, we're back with a new little mini series called Common Questions That Christians Face. Mm. And let me here's a here's a good Christian. Here's a good Christian saying. Let me give you a little bit of the heart behind <laughs> this. <laughs> What? We heard that like yeah the heart behind it. What was yeah, the heart behind it? Man? Yeah, what? Let me just let me give you some of my heart. So the reason <laughs> we want to do this, I think, for two reasons is one because it's good to have answers when we're asked these questions, um, in an evangelistic sense, but two, I think they just um apply so well to the gospel mm-hmm. and our understanding of them. So yeah, we're going to tackle some of the most common questions that Christians face. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. Perfect. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. And I was actually the other day. So I was making some tea, Noah. Yeah. I was making. I wasn't making any of that herbal gear. That's like 80, 80 degrees or whatever. I was making the hundred hundred degrees proper black tea. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Made a nice hot brew, and I probably prematurely like put the milk in, mm-hmm. and it was pretty hot. Okay. And it reminded me of your tendencies. My hotness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. Yep. And also your tendencies around things being hot. <laughs> I'd like to hear a bit more about that because uh, it's quite like amusing to experience on the receiving end of not having to deal with it. So yeah, tell me more. Well, I don't know, man. I'm just a little bit of a pansy when it comes to hot things, whether it's like, <laughs> whether it's like hot food in my mouth or... <laughs> I just can't do hot food. No, it's not even that. It's like you know, no. Well, it is. It actually is that as well. <laughs> okay. I haven't even got to like touch it. Yeah, I was about to say. But eating. Okay, so this is this is half the reason why I let tea cool down because I hate sipping something and it being hot. And I just began <laughs> slam it down in like five consecutive mouthfuls. So yeah, I just don't like hot things in my mouth. I think firstly. Yeah. Well. But I also don't like touching yeah, hot well, things. And this is where, this is what, this you're is where it gets grim. We would like, we'll go bouldering. And like, yeah, sure, your hands are a bit like raw, but Skin, not really. Yeah. It's not that bad. But bouldering we'll go, rock climbing for those who don't yeah. know. So you, you, your fingers get torn up. Yeah. Not that bad. Like, not, yeah. You're being a pansy. Yeah. And we'll go to a cafe and he'll literally hold his latte with the the ends of his fingers <laughs> and like <laughs> sip like it, like nails. pinching the whole latte glass because it's too hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just have a tendency to avoid <laughs> holding hot things. And you know what's interesting is that um, when when I do go to like, actually, you'll you'll appreciate this. So like, you know, when you're learning to steam milk, yeah, at a coffee, coffee machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. So coffee machine. So the way that I was taught to steam milk was that like, you essentially like keep it going, as in 
getting hotter and hotter and more steamy until you can't yeah until yeah. like it's too hot to the touch <laughs> and i would always stop by like 20 degrees too early <laughs> so like Everyone's i have to like take my finger, fingers coffee. off and just guess that it's not too hot because i can't funny. i can't touch it so i don't know, I don't know what's going on there, i'm just really sensitive and here's another thing i have to wash dishes with gloves yeah cause, your cause, whole family's like that yeah. it's weird i went away no, with well, you guys dad, dad's not like that Oh, really? Yeah. I went, to, well, I went away with you guys down to Gambia with your family and there was like, <laughs> your mum was like, oh, here's some gloves. I was like, what's this gear? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, it's funny. Well, there you go. Perfect. Well, thanks for sharing that information. You're so welcome. Now, Noah, uh, ask, answer, not ask me, but answer me this. Okay. Here's our question for today, guys. Why are Christians such a bunch of self-righteous hypocrites? Bang. <laughs> No, mark it around. Have you, just out of curiosity, have you ever heard this? Has someone ever asked you this? Because I've been asked this before. Yeah, definitely. Maybe not so much worded yeah, in this way, but I more agree. like, well, if Christians claim to know the truth and what's right and all these things, why are they so often doing exactly what they're claiming that we shouldn't be doing? Yeah, or like, why have so many wars started in the name of God? Or like, why have Christians mm. done this, that, or there, or the other? Or like, what's up with the atrocities of the way that, you know, some priests have dealt with children before and, yeah. and all those things. Mm. I think um, it's a pretty common question. But yeah. this is the way that we found it worded somewhere. So we're going to stick with this. Yeah. So why are they? Well, I think it comes back to a misconception that a lot of people have about Christianity. And that is that Christianity is about living a perfect life. And it's about upholding a certain moral standard like many of the other, um, many of the other religions are centered around in order to achieve salvation. Um, but I think ultimately that that is a common misconception that people have about Christianity. So if I hear someone say that to me, often I think the first thing I'd address with that person is, well, what is your view of Christianity? Mm. What do you actually think it's about? Yeah. Because for them to ask that question probably reflects uh, a wrong view that they have of Christianity. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And I think that's very much the case of looking from the outside and not, talking to a christian but mm, rather just yeah. viewing because if you just view that behavior and that is the way that you think christianity is well of course then you're going to go well that is how all christians are because we are all constantly falling short of if in your head you're saying well they should be living to that perfect moral standard that they're claiming to if that's what you think they're doing they're always going to fall short of that so from the outside perspective of course that's how it's going to be viewed um and that ultimately mis misunderstanding leads to this sort of question mm. but how would you frame it in the way like how what does the bible say about this then like how is it framed christianity well the bible actually tells us that only bad people go to heaven mm. not not <laughs> Ooh. did you know that only yeah. bad people go to heaven <laughs> what <laughs> dylan and i reckon we've let that one fly a couple of times <laughs> together <laughs> oh, anyway um I think I think the Bible is very clear that um, only bad people go to heaven mm. in the sense that only people who recognize that they are wrong and are broken and are in need of a savior go to heaven rather than those who are self-righteous, who think that they have achieved some kind of salvation that um, other people haven't on their own merit or their own works or their own righteousness. But the Bible is very clear about um, the fact that no one can um, come to the Father except through the Son and that it is only through... Um, the moral perfection of the son in his life, in his death, in his resurrection, that we have been reconciled to the father in salvation. So 
Um, I think the first, it's actually quite a good gospel opportunity because you can, you can answer it in a way that says, well, this is what you think Christianity about is about, but Christianity is actually all about this. And then you can mm. actually present the gospel in a helpful way by saying, well, it's not based on our works. It's actually based on the um, complete work of Christ on the cross on behalf of us because we couldn't actually ever, no matter how self-righteous we think we are or how perfect we think we are, ever achieve mm. that in our own strength. I think the like really ironic thing about this all is that if you're a Christian and if I'm, let's, let's, let's put it for me because I'm aware that I do this. If I'm a Christian and I'm puffing myself up in pride or self-righteousness and then I'm looking at other people and saying, well, why aren't you doing what I'm doing? Really, my view of salvation is based on my own works. But when I look at the holiness of God and the moral perfection of Christ, there's no way I can then say, oh, I live up to that and you should too. But really, I should just, I, anytime we look at the holiness of God or at Christ or at the law or anything that represents God's moral perfection, mm-hmm. we should not look at that and say, yep, that's me. We should look at that and say, yep, I need a savior. And so and if that's the, God. Yeah. And if there's self-righteousness, well, there really shouldn't be. Or you have a butch view of God. Yeah. Or, yeah, maybe you just need to repent. <laughs> Something like that. Bang. Bang. <laughs> But to be fair, it's very easy to do. And yeah, I do it all the time. For sure. And it's easy, like, even if you don't think those things explicitly, it's easy to be convinced that those things are true of yourself. Yeah. We shouldn't ever be self-righteous when we compare ourselves to the perfection of Christ. For sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. It also then shifts what you're talking about with the person is that Christianity is not actually about you, but it's rather about Christ, who is the one who mm-hmm. upheld all of these things that you think... Uh, your Christian mate over there is being hypocritical about because ultimately what Christianity is is saying is that we aren't going out and saying we should live like this, but we're saying we believe in the one who did live like this. Mm. And therefore the uh, recognizing that we can't live like that is not hypocrisy, but rather just realizing that we can't do that. Mm. So it's not a claiming of, well, this is how you should live, even though it is how you should live, but Christ is the only one who did that. Yeah. So it's not, I'm now, look at me, I'm a Christian, I'm going to go and live like this. It's no, I just recognize that I can't live like this, Mm. but Christ can and Christ did and that is why he died for me. Mm. And now, uh, it's probably helpful to make a distinction here that we're not saying that um, once you believe in these things that you shouldn't try to attain to live a more holy life, Mm. but rather, as we've said many times on this podcast before, that, we believe that salvation is um, is a result of faith and that a, a, a fruit of that salvation is works and not the other way around. It's not works plus faith equals salvation, but it's salva- sorry, faith equals salvation plus works. Yeah. So certainly there is a, a massive emphasis um, on in Scripture on the Christian that if you are saved and if you do believe and if you have repented, that there will be fruit mm. in the way that you live, that you will be living in a more holy way that is separate from the world and um, these fruits will come, except it's certainly not um, the thing that saves us, which is what we don't want to uh, teach people, I guess. And it's good to remember that those who are listening who are Christians is that the way that Paul talks about is we are being saved. Like it is an Mm -hmm. ongoing, long-term, lifelong process of repentance and Mm -hmm. sanctification and, you know, dealing with sin and recognizing that we are constantly falling short. So it's not like an overnight, hi, how are you going? I'm perfect now. But it's rather that we recognize that we're not. Yeah. You're being saved and you're secured in that. Mm. You're going to stay in that. Yeah. And praise God for that. 
Yeah. If it was based on my self righteousness within that salvation, I know I'd uh, I'd fail every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, maybe it might be worth talking about um how God does deal with hypocrisy and self righteousness. Mm-hmm. Because um even you notice in the gospels, um, when Jesus addresses the Pharisees who um were very self righteous, who thought that they had attained some kind of salvation through moral purity, that um that yeah, he, he was very harsh to them, really. Um, if you look at the way he addressed them, like even when he's teaching disciples how to pray, he says, don't be like the hypocrites who are out in the street mm-hmm. and kick up a big fuss about and, and make themselves look holy. But um, go into your room and shut the door and, and pray like this. Um, another good passage is in Romans 2, where Paul teaches about God's response to hypocrites. Um, it says in Romans 2, 1 to 5, we should read this and maybe talk about this. Therefore, you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. Do you suppose, O man, you who judge those practice such things? Sorry. Do you suppose, (laughs) O man, you who judge those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance, but because of your hardened and penitent heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. So there's two really big things here that this text teaches about God's response to hypocrisy. One is that God is just and the other one is that God is kind. So he certainly doesn't just pass over this hypocrisy. In fact, it says that they will have no excuse. So there is no ability in their own self-righteousness. There is no amount of self-righteousness that a hypocrite or a judge could muster up to make God's judgment of them wrong. Yeah, for sure. Also, I just wanted to note one thing that you actually, whilst we say you may have actually met a Christian that is claiming a false idea of Christianity. Mm. And I think it's also important to know that you're not always going to get the perfect, someone's not going to have the perfect response to this and they might actually claim exactly what we're saying Christianity is not about here because they have a false understanding of the gospel or they have a false understanding of their position now before God. So I think it's also important to know that you could very well meet someone who is saying that I'm a Christian now and this is how I live and you should also do the same Mm -hmm. rather than I'm a Christian now. This is how Christ lived. This is how I can't live and now we need to repent and believe in the gospel. So I thought I'd just say that quickly because there is a good chance that Christians can have misunderstandings mm. of this too. It doesn't just have to be someone looking from the outside into the faith. It could be someone in the very faith itself have a, a poor understanding of the gospel, which ultimately is detrimental to them. And I'm, I'm actually glad you interrupted me and brought this up because I think it's very true. And um, yeah, I think it, it also, just on that, comes back to the importance of knowing God for yourself mm. and, and, and actually taking the time to, to um, know what this faith is and what you believe and why you believe what you believe. And um, the, the past at our church, one of them in particular always talks about this idea of one of the greatest gifts of the gospel is that we get God for ourselves. Mm. And it is true is that he's given himself to us, um, his revelation in scripture and we can know um, how he has called us to worship to him worship him and how to receive the salvation he's given us. And that's all based on what he said. So um, not what someone else has said. Yeah. So if you're not sure, just go to scripture. Just yep. go to, just go to see what he said. 
about himself and what he said about salvation because um, that's certainly not going to be wrong. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and back on that passage, that ultimately what the, the bottom line of that passage is that God's kindness should lead us to repentance mm. and that in his perfect justice, ultimately, God is desiring to lead us to repentance from his kindness and ultimately, it's all dependent upon his grace. Our salvation is it's not dependent upon us at all, but rather it is dependent upon the kindness and mercy and grace mm. of this God that would save us whilst we hated him. Mm. And I love the way that um, Paul uses those words, uh, forbearance and patience, mm. because it, it just goes to show like how merciful our God really is. Because if he wasn't forbearant or patient, even if he was graceful, you know, he might've given us a couple of chances, but mm. like I lived for years stubborn in my sin, stubborn in self-righteousness and hypocrisy saying Still I was sometimes are. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thank goodness I've got you here to call me out on my crap. But um, yeah, isn't, isn't it, isn't it great that our God is forbearant with us, that his long suffering is another way to translate that, that he, um, he he would wait decades for some people mm. um and yeah we 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 hang our our trust on that on his kindness not on our own self-righteousness or our own works yeah but rather we uh we trust his kindness and his mercy and that should lead us to repentance mm. yeah and like um hypocrisy all sin is doing the same thing we're storing up the wrath of god on the mm. day of wrath in which we would be judged so it's um yeah, it's a good reminder that, you know, all sin is heinous crime against God, mm. including that of hypocrisy or, you know, blasphemy or anything like that. It is all um, ultimately a heinous crime against God. And um, ultimately, his kindness should lead us to repentance and belief in Christ, who is the one who was not hypocritical whatsoever, but rather held up that the moral law that he claimed that we should live by. Mm. Maybe we should just close with this quote from John Piper. Do it. What God leads you to is repentance, which means that you have a profound change of mind and heart so that you hate sin and hate hypocrisy and turn to Jesus in humility and faith and say, you are my only hope and trust him for all the promises of forgiveness and help and life that he brought when he died. They belong freely to everyone who believes in him. The eternal life of everyone in this room I think he's doing a sermon, depends on the kindness of God, not our goodness. And the issue is not whether you've been baptized or whether you belong to a church or whether you have walked an aisle or prayed a prayer or signed a card. None of these things saves. Only Christ does. Amazing. We love John Piper. Johnny Pip goes bang. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Hope you've got some good practical ways to respond to this question when it comes up. Mm. Great opportunity to bring the gospel in. For sure. And ask us common questions that you've had asked and we can address them if you have any. Yeah. If not, we've got a list. We're going to work through it anyway. So yeah. So. You're stuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you're getting. Cool. Perfect. See Catch you next ya. week. Bye.